And we are live with a special edition of Shop Talk featuring myself, Mary Feller, Peter Sermon, Troy Anderson, and Melanie Joe. Hello, everybody. Peter Sermon here. Hello, Hello this is Melanie. <laughs> Hello, this is Melanie Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again, Troy Anderson, Shop Talk. Here we are again, episode three, special edition. Um, Melanie, how are you yes. doing in Florida? I guess you're in Jacksonville right now. Yes, I'm in Jacksonville. Um, well, right now it's actually cold, so it, it, the weather finally changed because it's been warm since oh, wow. uh, last since basically a couple of days ago. <laughs> so it's finally, like finally cooled down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're only going to get to 61 today. Oh, wow. It's it, I think it's in the 40s here. Oh wow, you're colder than we are. Yep, it's been it's got cold the past couple days. Wow. But it's, it's a well, nice change from being in the eighties. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Definitely a nice change. What? I think Peter uh, would would like to start out with some questions. I guess Peter. Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> well, since we have all four of us here, uh, Mary, uh, Melanie, uh, uh, Troy myself i would like to start with a very simple question and the question would be for all actually four of us kind of briefly say uh what are we doing uh what you guys doing actually uh, uh as far as what mary is doing nowadays what uh troy is doing what melanie is doing what myself is doing you know obviously uh, melanie is drummer uh, uh mary's god radio station and uh talk shows troy the same thing and uh the band you know so why don't we start with mary mary if you can tell us briefly like uh about your uh radio shows and uh, 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 uh dj fire you know all that stuff Okay. Please. Well, I go by DJ Fire, and I got that because I'm yeah. the owner of Smoke and Fire Productions, which is pretty much like full-service music, whatever. But my radio shows are called Fire's Flames, and I go by DJ Fire. They are... I have one every Wednesday. Um, Wednesday evening, uh, 6 to 9 Eastern, on Outbreaks. I also do shows on three other stations, The Mix, Static X Radio, and Rock Your World. Um, I do live interviews. I play a lot of different music, indie music, um, mainstream music, whichever. And right now, I've just basically been working on doing my radio shows and working on some promotions for some new bands. Very good. Okay, how about uh, Troy? Sure, I'll make it brief. Uh, yeah, I'm the creator of Shop Talk, so we all know. I've done this um, for about two years for pilots, but I just started this year. We just had a really great two uh, episodes. The first one was with Hells and Toke from uh, uh, Singapore, and then, uh, and then uh, Sydney, Australia is where, uh, where Lisa Perry is with Hells. Uh, she's a guitarist, singer. And last, last we just did uh, Steve Unger, who actually was one of my persons that I was kind of like piloting the, the show on. And I'm a punk singer, uh, metal punk, and uh, I've been in a in a, uh, a band called International Punk Kings for about six years now. Started in uh, 2014 on Halloween Day, so that was kind of cool. And um, had a few interviews here and there uh, with other stations like... Uh, um, gun music uh, that was kind of like a, a last interview I had with a, a girl named she goes by Kate Kate I mean Kate so like like as it is in, it is in the like, chocolate cake or vanilla cake <laughs> more vanilla than cake uh, chocolate cake but yeah she, she goes by her, her by cake and that's a kind of a weird name but yeah we had a really cool interview too and it was really fun it's been fun so far you know getting everyone together and organizing and uh, networking a lot of artists together and uh and having group discussions, a group forum, to uh, go over music and ideas about uh, how things are today. Very good, very good, Troy. And uh, how about Melanie? Yes, um, well, I'm a drummer, so COVID kind of hit the whole um, musicians quite hard. But um, even with that, and even with the lockdown situation, um, 
I've been doing some live streams. I've gotten to play with musicians from different areas because we're doing the whole um, long distance jams. And um, I'm also doing like Zoom lessons and basically just hunkering down, waiting for, you know, musicians, we can be able to tour and stuff again. Yeah, very good. And myself, to answer the same question, uh, I'm recording studio owner and a, a business owner licensed in the state of California. So most of the time I'm spending in my recording studio, obviously, most of the stuff is done via uh, uh, software and then Zoom, you know, obviously. I also teach uh, six different musical instruments. And obviously, as uh, Melanie said, uh, we cannot really go on the stage and uh, just play gigs, uh, unfortunately. So I'm just uh, teaching in the recording studio. I'm recording in the recording studio. And uh, that's pretty much what I'm doing nowadays. So now, uh, next question to all of you guys, if you don't mind. Uh, I would like to ask, uh, uh, obviously, Melanie is drummer. Uh, Troy is singer. And uh, I don't know if Mary ever played any instruments, musical instruments. Yeah, I do. I would like to ask. Okay, great, perfect. Okay, so the question would be perfect uh, for all four of us. Like, what was the first instrument and first time that you start playing? And what was your inspiration uh, to start playing any genre of music? So, and let's start with Mary. Um, well, I started in piano when I was six or seven um and it was mostly classical music mozart beethoven that kind of thing um when i was when i was about 10 i switched to guitar and started playing more rock music awesome very good and did you continue playing or did you uh, uh give up gave up um, or no, I, ju I mean, I played just a little bit once in a while. In high school, I joined a band in California in, uh, around Long Beach. And we, were, we called ourselves Strawberry Hill after the Boone's Farm wine, Strawberry Hill, because that's what we like to drink. And I was a backup and lead vocalist. We never, we weren't serious. We never were serious. All we did basically was go play parties for friends of ours. But we had a good time. Very good. That sounds almost like a sublime, a sublime here from Long Beach. You know, they start playing parties and all of a sudden, big boom. Yeah. That's big if you remember sublime. Yeah. So that, that's very good. Okay, so how about you, Troy? Oh, I had a really unusual experience when I was in elementary school. They had started with the flutes. Um, it's Native American pro here in Washington State, so like I'm based on South Hill, so like over at Woodland Elementary, they had all this different kind of like Native American like instruments. So we tried with flutes, and we tried with a wooden, like a, kind of like a, I remember a, a fish they used to, we used to strum all the time. But I was always sang a lot because um, I'm Catholic and I was in chorus a lot, so I, I always was into singing. And I eventually, I got picked up the bass uh, uh, late in life just to learn some stuff. Then I play piano a little bit, just going around. But kind of like Steve Unger, I'm kind of like, you know, with chopsticks when it comes to piano. But I'm definitely getting more organized when it comes to music theory and uh, and sound pro uh, progressions and everything else. So I'm starting to learn all those interesting things that most of y'all of you probably learned. It's just a lot of it has been my singing abilities is I've had so many hours of singing. So doing karaoke and uh, being in, in, in around a lot of bands over the years since I was like 14 or so. So... Very good, and Troy, so, so what led you to a switch, you know, from Stevie Wonder uh, <clears throat> to uh, punk rock, or what do you well, play nowadays? Well, punk rock was usually kind of like uh, more of a more of a thing when we were growing up, you know, who you hung out with and stuff, and going to shows for the first time, and being used to like bands like Accused, GBH, and just kind of like checking out the live scene but I was listening to metal for a long time I was listening to like Iron Maiden Metallica you know all the, all the big ones even the ones you kind of like too Peter but uh, but I was really into like just the crazy paint bands you know Kiss um, you know uh, King Diamond uh, bands like that very good very good how about you Melanie well um, I first actually started playing piano when I was really young like three years old my parents um got me playing piano and then when I went into middle school 
um, I wanted to be in the band, but my only options were um, a wind instrument, so I played clarinet for about six months, and then I switched over to percussion, and then that's how I got into playing drums, but even when I was little, I I never watched cartoons or anything, I always watched, like, MTVX, and they had, like, all their rock videos from, like, Soundgarden, Incubus, Pearl Jam, so I would watch all of that, and, you know, I wanted to, to do that, so... After I got out of high school, I, I majored in um, drumming, jazz drumming, um, actually, um, and went to college for drums. But, yeah, I, I ever since I was little, I was taking, I also took guitar lessons, too, so my parents had me taking all sorts of music lessons when I was younger. Very good, very good. Okay, so now I'm going to answer this same question. Uh, my story is pretty similar to Mary's and uh, even your, Melanie's. Uh, I started playing piano when I was three years old. My mom started teaching me uh, at home on grand piano, set me on her lap. Obviously, my fingers were too short, so I was using only my index finger and uh, creating some basic melodies, you know, like using like a C, D, E, F, uh, E, D, See, you know, uh, so and then when I was six years old, uh, I uh, I started going to musical school uh, back in Eastern Europe in Slovakia, where I was born and raised. And uh, uh, in uh, age of eight, I heard Black Sabbath, and uh, I said, like, I want to play guitar. You know, so and I switched to guitar. So my mom she bought me uh, acoustic guitar worth of five dollars because that's all we could afford in third world country in communism. It was uh, not really good. It was pretty bad, actually, really bad, I should say. So and uh, I didn't even know how to tune guitar, but uh, then I learned and I, I just uh, I kept going to uh, piano school for eight years. And uh, and I started teaching myself uh, how to play guitar, and then I start then I picked up bass guitar, drums, and uh, then ukulele, mandolin, you know, different instruments. You know, so I play like six different instruments nowadays. Right now, I'm age forty six, so uh, that's pretty much uh, my answer to that question. Now I would have another question for Melanie. Uh, Melanie, uh, you did mention that uh, you went to uh, music school. Yes. So, uh, to my understanding, you graduated or you did uh, something in Florida, maybe Jacksonville or a different city. And yep. I, I remember that we spoke that you went to uh, Musicians Institute uh, uh, mm -hmm. here in Hollywood. Correct. So, so I, yep. Go ahead, so please. I studied um, jazz drumming at the University of North Florida, but then after I graduated, I moved to Los Angeles and I went to the Musicians Institute for about six months. So I did kind of, I, I kind of did both, because I figured since I was moving to LA, I wanted to get to know the musicians and, and the people studying music while also learning more as well, especially the business side of it. Okay, very good, very good. So, and then uh, Troy, uh, uh, did you have any uh, musical education as far as did you go to school or did you have instructor or a music teacher or just self-taught? Uh, self I was actually self, not self-taught, but I was, I was, uh, no way self-taught, but not really. I had a lot of different artists that worked with me and, uh, helped train me, uh, like Kevin Schultz, for instance, he helped me learn how to, how to sing, how to push my range, um, to uh, get louder and softer and how to use different uh, voices, uh, that came to me early in my life, but the, the actual real schooling occurs about 14, 16. And uh, after 16, I was already starting to become a pretty good singer in my own right. Just I didn't have the confidence I have until my early 20s. And then once I had my early 20s, it was like, okay, I'm on. I know what's going on. And I think uh, a lot of that was to do to that I kept on pushing myself to the stage. And that, that got, got me going. Uh, Educational-wise, I think it was just, just a lot of acting in college helped me out too. Uh, the more you speak, the more you, you use your, your voice and the more you can push those 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 uh, sounds out you'll, you'll figure out what the notes are and then if you can play with other artists you can start i like to say i like to parrot uh the tones and learn how to drop myself in the right spots so i know where to key on and so keen on on the notes is what i've always been doing so, so far as i learned my music theory very good very good you know like a lot of uh, professional musicians they are actually self-taught they're uh the instructors uh you know 
band members, like you mentioned, or somebody, some other people. So that's yep. very good. Okay, so Mary, how about you? Um, I had um, I had a music teacher and I had a guitar teacher, and I got started with voice. I had I started seeing a speech therapist when I was I think like three. I had a very bad lisp, and a lot of people couldn't understand me when I talked. So after like five years of speech therapy, the therapist told my parents that you know look, there's nothing else we can do. If you want to get her to you know further along, you should take her to professional voice lessons. And that's when I they started me in voice. And learning to sing and learning the breath control and everything with voice improved my regular speech as well. Very good. Okay. So now, next question is going to be uh, for Melanie. Uh, yes. Melanie, you did work, or and you're still working with uh, some uh, really, really, really nice and big uh, in music industry people. So, can you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, um, so back maybe around five years ago, um, I got this call from Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top's musical director. And Billy was looking for drummers, and he was on actually on YouTube looking for drummers, and he came across one of my videos. And then um, his musical director, Martine, asked me if I wanted to go on tour with him for his first um, solo project and his solo band. So, um, yeah, five years ago, um, so then, um, we went on tour, and, and it was awesome playing with Billy, and, um, yeah, we were gonna do something else recently, but then the whole COVID situation happened, and then I've also gotten, um, to work with Slash, Nancy Wilson, and Robert Randolph, um, we, it was, it was a, um, benefit show, and it was at the Ellie Zoo, and um, it was, it was it, that was a great experience playing with all three of them on on stage, playing Led Zeppelin, doing Heart. So yeah, so it's been great working with artists like that. Awesome, very good. Uh, anybody else that you, you would mention? Uh, um, I did play an odd show with Corey Feldman at Bonnaroo, but <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been it's been a it's been a great experience. <laughs> okay, uh, I think I believe I saw something that uh, did you work with Slash Guns and Roses? Yes, uh, so Slash sets up a um, a benefit concert every year. It's for the LA Zoo, and so every year there's um, except for this year because of the COVID stuff. But um, so it's a benefit for the LA Zoo. Um, and different artists, um, especially guitar players or big names, um, play at the benefit. So it's like a, it's like a big group thing. So it's like Slash, Nancy Wilson, Robert Randolph. So, and it, it's it's a great cause because it cause it helps out the LA Zoo too. But it's Slash's um, kind of benefit concert for that. Well, that's great. That's uh, that's uh, thanks to uh, Slash that he's doing uh, benefit concerts like that because that's very important. You know, we have to. <coughs> We bring something positive to people all the time. Mm -hmm. So, and did you actually end up playing in a uh, uh, with Slash, like uh, on recording or stage, or uh, uh, was it just like invitation as a guest to play with different band or different musicians? Um, for for that concert, no, I played with Slash and with Nancy and with them. Um, oh. it, it was for his benefit. I've not done any recordings though. Okay, very good. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, now I would like to ask you guys, uh, we are almost, uh, this is a question for all of you. Uh, it's the end of the year 2020. Uh, obviously, it was really bad year for musicians, or not even musicians, for everybody, I should say. Uh, what are your plans for 2021? And I know it's hard to say because we don't know what's going to happen. We're hoping for the best all of us, but uh, like uh, plans that we had for 2020, obviously we couldn't uh, get it done, get any accomplishment because uh, of COVID-19, obviously. So uh, what are your, 
I hate to say dreams, but still call it plans, <laughs> you know, for 2021. So let's start with Mary, please. Um, well, last summer, this past summer, um, I had planned a benefit for the um, wound, uh, not wounded warriors, the warrior project here in town that they help all the different veterans organizations and that kind of got put on hold so we're hoping this next summer to get that going and we're doing a big festival here in arizona for the um warrior program here and i've got most bands are still planning on coming and i've got them coming from all across the u.s new york to l.a and Quebec are all planning on coming here to play for this benefit and besides that I'm working on getting some of the bands that I manage out on the road get them back out on tour but being cautious right now because you know we don't know what it's gonna be like so it's kind of kind of a struggle to plan it out yeah, and that's what I was referring to, that uh, it's kind of hard to say these are like a kind of sort of dreams that we have and hoping that we can actually accomplish it that we couldn't accomplish in 2020. Uh, well said, Mary. And uh, how about you, Troy? Well, I kind of look at it as a Boy Scout punk rock, you know, analyst about things, you know. A lot of punk rockers, we always kind of think of chaos or the system kind of falling apart. And when it finally did... Um, I just, I figured, okay, well, we got a network together, so I formed a guild, and uh, last year, didn't even know the uh, Corona Verona, as I call it, was going to happen, COVID-19, and I was like, well, we're going to have to organize, so I just started networking with everybody I could find all over the world, different artists that are willing to uh, try to make something happen on online, be it streaming or talk shows like this, and I think that's been probably the most beneficial thing about this whole thing, is that the world's got smaller. You know, when it comes to communication, we're not as far as away because we're not we're not going anywhere. We're just sitting and, and uh, kind of like holding steady and waiting for things to get reopened. So, so yeah, I, well, well, yeah, that's great that we have these modern technology, so we can do a Zoom, we can do a, yeah. uh, these uh, live streams, you know, Most everything like that. Okay, so uh, Troy, what, what are your plans for your band uh, 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 for twenty twenty one? Glad you asked. Uh, I just talked to my guitarist and my manager, and basically we're uh, we're hunkering down, but we got studio plans all over the place, different artists we're going to be working with. Um, we're going slow, but we're making songs. Uh, one guitar uh, strum, one one melody at a time. We're <laughs> <laughs> working on three new songs in the last uh, month and a half. Had a, a terrible situation where my mom passed on a couple weeks ago, so I've been a little bit, you know, like trying to center myself, but. Besides that, you know, I think next year looks promising. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping to look at different windows, some opportunities. I look at Texas, I look at Arizona, where, where Mary is at. They're starting to open up in some spots, in other states, and other locations. Uh, the opening will probably not happen very fast. Yeah. Well said, well said. Uh, Melanie, how about you? Well, I know I've been keeping in touch with Billy because I know he plans on doing something after this. Um, lockdown situation and then i have my own project that i'm starting and once we get we've been we've been writing songs and stuff so once we get everything done we want to go into the studio and hopefully get us out on tour um once everything starts opening up and it's safe for people to go to concerts again now is your project in florida or based out of florida or los angeles um, both. Some of the musicians are in Los Angeles, and then one is in Florida with me, so. Okay, Billy, well, let me go follow up question real fast. Uh, now, Billy F., he is based in Houston still, right? Um, he, well, he, he lives in two places. He lives in Los Angeles and Texas, so he'll oh, okay. go back, yeah. Well, this is halfway between Florida and California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. time, I think. Any, Melanie, uh, any other plans for 2021 or uh, dreams? Like, I hate to say dreams, you know, but plans. Yeah, well, because I'm so used to, to being, to touring, um, so this is weird, like, not being able to travel and just staying home. Um, 
but basically just that, just, you know, just staying on tour most of the time. Once everything, you know, hopefully works out soon. Uh, are you planning on uh, coming back to Los Angeles or uh, are you planning on, planning on staying in Florida? Oh, um, once the New Year um, is opened, um, I'm, I'm flying back to, or after the New Year, I'm flying back to Los Angeles. Perfect. I'm going to be one of your guitarists. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, take Peter to Texas, please. Yeah. I heard it's open. Yeah, I'm well, from well, the country, and I like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> At least in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, me answering the, the same question, uh, I'm actually planning on going to Europe, uh, Stockholm, Sweden, and uh, Hamburg, Germany. I cannot, uh, at this point, mention people or bands uh, worldwide known that I'm going to be working with because I'm in the middle of uh, 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 debating and uh, the contract and stuff. So, I'm not going to say the names, who, but uh, Sweden, Stockholm, and uh, Hamburg, uh, Germany, and uh, I was going to uh, build up my recording studio. I have a house in Slovakia, uh, and I was going to build up a recording studio actually at this time right now in December 2020. Wow. That was uh, that was my plan in January 2020. And I was going to album over there with a, a band that I established called uh, Gypsy Wonder, which is kind of like a Gypsy music meets uh, flamenco, kind of like a Gypsy Kinks, you know, if you guys remember that. That, that yes. obviously that obviously is happening only in a recording studio here in LA and in Slovakian recording studios because uh, my band members, some of the, not, well, band members, I should call them, you know, or people that I'm working with are in Slovakia, but because of lockdown, nobody cannot travel. So uh, that was my plan to build up recording studio, obviously it didn't happen. Uh, in Slovakia, so that's my plan for 20, that's my dream uh, for 2021, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll uh, uh, get to be on in Vakin, you know, uh, if, if that's going to be happening, so uh, I got the invitation, but uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure if that's going to happen uh, in summer 2021, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, my plan, so, and, uh, okay, so, uh, uh, Go ahead, you guys uh, ask uh, questions, uh, Troy, Mary, Melanie, yeah, yeah. whoever wants to start. I'll start real fast. Uh, Melanie, uh, I was going to ask, yes. uh, since we're using the word Kings, my, my band's called International Punk Kings. He's got Kings of, was it again, uh, Peter, you said uh, Gypsies? Uh, gypsies, gypsies, Kings. kings. Uh, gypsy Kings. Uh, gypsy Kings, uh, uh, that, yeah. that's going to be the project of uh, Gypsy Wonder. Gypsy Wonder is uh, kind of like nice. a... Okay, so uh, the reason why I named it uh, Gypsy Wonder is because... Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, th th this was really coincidence. <coughs> uh, at, at the NAM show uh, 2020, yeah. uh, really quickly to answer, uh, uh, my friend uh, Igor Kmetyo uh, from yeah. Slovakia, brilliant musician, uh, right. and he, he likes to play funk, and he's a huge fan of Stevie Wonder. And nice! We were... We were we're at the NAM show and uh, we're checking out some uh, some gear for uh, Pro Audio, and all of a sudden, Stevie Wonder showed up. And oh my God, my friend, <laughs> my friend Igor Kometio, who is a brilliant uh, singer, uh, pianist, uh, also uh, saxophone, uh, he plays different instruments, and uh, a yeah. great composer. And he goes like, like, oh my God, he looked like a Christmas tree. Like that's Stevie Wonder. <laughs> like it's my dream to see him it's my dream to see him so and you know playing uh, we're gonna be recording this album uh gypsy music meets flamenco spanish flamenco from andalusia from spain the type of deal like paco de lucia for instance yeah. Aldi Miola. then i i just and uh, i was like okay well we're gonna call the band gypsy wonder because it's uh, gonna be mixed funk funk music with uh, yeah. gypsy music and uh, flamenco you know right. so anyways I'm sorry uh, keep going Troy I was just gonna say where you came with the word kings because the reason I asked Melanie is um, one of the things I kind of like I do some research on Billy F he I don't know if you heard the project maybe he's been doing it for a long time it's called the Kings of Chaos oh yeah so that's six different mm -hmm. members of, of very famous bands or whatever or mm -hmm. celebrity types um, do you, do you know anything of, about that? 
Kings of Chaos is a Matt Storm. It's kind of Matt Storm's thing. So okay. Matt Storm, Matt Storm um, puts together a bunch of different musicians, and right. they all six of uh, us. Yep, yep. Sometimes it's you know it's Billy. It's guys from I think Aerosmith. Um, sometimes did John, maybe Johnny Depp I think has done it. Maybe. I wouldn't doubt it. I think Joe he's Cole. I think he's in, in a band called uh, Killing Joke. And I just I just saw a, a video called The Virus, which was really good. I think Johnny Depp was involved with. Of course, that was that was involved with somebody else that was famous. So I was like, wow. And, yeah, I think Johnny was like, Depp was in Hollywood Vampires. That yeah, it, Hollywood. He moves, yeah, around, he moves around a lot. Yeah. But yeah, the Kings of Chaos thing. Um, they have you know depending on who's able to play and stuff, they have um all sorts of artists. I believe I saw one show, and it was with Billy and Chester Bennington. So this nice. was maybe a couple years ago. But, um, yeah, so that that's, I think, Matt Storm's um, kind of project that he has. I even see the singer for Twisted Sister, I think, has tried out or done some stuff with that, too. So it's just kind of rolling through the history of the King of Chaos. And I was like, oh, my God, the Kings of Chaos are just this amazing, like, unknown, you know, like, you know, group of artists that are doing things together and it, it kind of reminds you of bands for bands because it's kind of the ultimate what i always wanted was you get all these bands that are really famous and you get all these different members and they all decide to join forces and make the super team it's mm -hmm. like i guess it's kind of the equivalent of the musical version of the uh of the justice league yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. just thinking you know you don't want insight on that so <laughs> <laughs> No, but they're always, they're always, that's always a good show, if, if anyone, yeah. if you see that, like, being promoted anywhere, that's a great show to check out. Yeah, yeah, totally. Always not just yeah. Vegas or LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Melanie, uh, you mentioned uh, Chester Bennington. Oh my God, I miss him so much. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, he was a neighbor, he was not that far from here, he lived in uh, Palos Verdes. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, if you remember, I mean, if you work with him, mm -hmm. so you probably know, so... But yeah, too bad that we lost him. I yeah, met that, uh, I met him uh, when Linkin Park actually. Uh, that was like almost twenty years ago. I was in Minneapolis. I think I was uh, opening up for them, and uh, th this was the first year before uh, the first album came out. I don't remember the name of Linkin Park first album, but they sold four point eight million albums. Uh, so they went multi platinum. They went uh, they went pretty much from. Uh, 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 club scene, which I think the first concert was like 700 people. Uh, mm -hmm. It was packed, and uh, that was they were promoting the first album, Linkin Park, and uh, the same year they went like multi platinum, four point four point eight million albums sold. So they went straight from like club scene all the way to uh, uh, stadiums. They even skipped arenas. Oh wow. So. And the Transformer movie didn't hurt either. I mean, when they had the Transformer movie, and all the movies that they had uh, with Transformers with the soundtracks, I thought it was was it epic. You know, like like uh, Lincoln Park had made a, a, a different aspect of their music when they were, they were filming and recording and doing the soundtrack for Transformers. Well, I have a question for Melanie. Yes. Now... ZZ Top was the first band I ever saw in concert. That was way back in 1980 or 79. Oh, wow, nice. One <laughs> nice. of the two. 79 or 80, I remember. I was only like 13 when I saw them. And that's kind of what I was like, all right, that's it. I'm doing nothing pretty much but rock and then move, progressed into metal from there. But what was it like to um, work with Billy Gibbons? Well, Billy is... First of all, Billy is the nicest, like, if, I've worked with lots of musicians, but he is the nicest guy you will ever play for. Like, he treats his band like their family. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, he, like, it was like, it wasn't like, you know how if you're at a rehearsal or something, it's kind of like a job, or it's like where he, it's more of, with playing with Billy, it's more like a family get-together. So we would play, and then we would have, like, dinners, and we would socialize, and like he really throws like the rug out for everyone and like just it's like treat he treats everyone like family so it's like almost beyond playing for someone it's like you really feel like you're a part of something um 
so he is really wonderful to work with. And plus, playing with him because he's an amazing guitar player. Yeah, like he, he was showing he he was showing us some cool things how he gets certain sounds out of the guitar. Um, so he's great to play play for because he's brilliant on the guitar, and then he's just like the most wonderful person to work with. So Billy is definitely one of those class acts for sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah, because it was actually ZZ Top that got me started even wanting, before I even started my company, like, years ago, I didn't just follow bands. Uh-huh. I wanted to know how to, because I knew ZZ Top started in somebody's garage somewhere. I'm like, how did they get up there in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people? I was going to say, if if you get a chance, um, they have their documentary. I just got nominated for Grammy, but they have their documentary and it is very interesting. You get to see like how they kind of started out and how they grew up and and traveling, you know, through their time span as a band. And it's really interesting if if you check out that um, ZZ Top's documentary. Oh, I'm gonna have to find what? that because I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah they, they, and it's a one because they started in 1969, to my knowledge, and they got famous in the 80s. Yeah, so. the doc- document. I I went to the premiere of it. Um, I believe it was last year. Um. Yeah, last year, and it, it's a really, it's a really great documentary, and I'm glad it got nominated for a Grammy because it was really good. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, go see if I can find that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Steve Unger's getting an award too. Just in our last interview. <laughs> <laughs> My friend from Middle Church, <laughs> their award coming out. <laughs> I, I have a question well, for Melanie. <laughs> uh, I have a question for Melanie. Um, since we're speaking of uh, Billy Gibbons, so uh, obviously everybody knows ZZ Top. Mm-hmm. So now, Melanie, uh, can you uh, show us or tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, Billy Gibbons' uh, personal project that you were actually drummer of that project? Uh, how does it sound like? Like, is it close to like a ZZ Top or if, is it different genre? Well, with um, his, it was the first album, and what he did is he wanted to get a mixture of, you know, the ZZ Top's classic blue southern kind of rock sound, but he mixed it with some Afro-Cuban, and he wanted some um, Latin influence in it. So nice. if you yeah, so if you listen to Billy Gibbons and the BFG's Perfecto Mundo album, you'll hear there's a lot of Latin influence, a lot of Cuban influence, and that's also why we went to um, Cuba. Um, we played at the Havana Jazz Festival back in 2016, and then we had um, we made a documentary about it, um, which plays on Access TV a lot. But it's a it's a really cool documentary, and we went through the town uh, or the city of Havana, and we would play like on the streets, and the the people actually knew the songs, and they were singing singing the songs that were on the album. Oh, that's way so, cool. Yeah, so we we shot we shot that whole documentary while we um, were in Havana, and I and I, this don't this might not be the right quote. Don't don't quote me on this, but I believe we were the first band to come over before they opened up Cuba again. I think that I think that's what happened. So that's how we ended up getting the documentary made, and then they finally opened up Cuba uh, for people to travel and stuff. Um, that was six or seven years ago, right? Yeah. Or it was, yeah, it was about, um, I think it was maybe five years ago when we did this. Five years ago? Okay. It was, it was something, it was something to do, like, because I remember the, the people were really, really excited um, when we got there. Um, I've, I've personally never experienced where, like, um, that, it was almost kind of like, you, you've seen um, videos back when, like, the Beatles were, like, um, you know, and they had all the fans and stuff. Well, this was kind of similar. So everyone in Cuba was really excited that Billy was there playing. And um, there was a couple of venues. It, we played at, like, this this club, and it was so packed. Like, there was, like, there was more people than, like, the, the building could hold. <laughs> wow. um, yeah. But, yeah. but Cuba was fun. Yeah, that, that sounds very similar <laughs> back in uh, mid-'80s. Uh, I'm going to uh, refer back to uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, uh, former Czechoslovakia, back in uh, communism. Communism fell down in 1989, so uh, Berlin Wall, so we called. And uh, Stevie Wonder was first 
out of Western world. That's what we. Uh, that's what the communists used to call it. Western world. It, it would include uh, Germany, France, uh, Spain, England, United States of America. So when Stevie Wonder was the first out of Western world who was allowed by communists to come and play a big gig. There was probably like 60,000 people, people that they couldn't even get to stadium. Stadium was holding probably like uh, 15,000 people. You know, it was football, like soccer stadium. And I remember that that was sometimes in mid 80s, maybe 86 or so, uh, 87. And uh, that's a similar story because people are so excited. Like finally, we get to see somebody, not just the local communistic bands from Czechoslovakia, former Czechoslovakia back then. <laughs> so it's it's similar, you know, to, to uh, referring to Havana when uh, they opened up the border, uh, you know, an embargo, whatever it's called, uh, USA uh, uh, and Cuba. So I can refer to that. I can I can uh, totally understand. Yes. Yeah. Relate. Relate. Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It, it, it's kind of funny because, like, I think we've always mentioned this a little bit. Because if you hear that communism is not good when it comes to music, and there yeah. are coronaviruses or or, or pandemics, and that restricts people from moving and doing things. Yeah, I think it's a natural thing once you're caught up, like in prison, for example. Not saying that we're all in prison, but it feels like it in a way. We're all just trapped mm-hmm. in our own location. You can't go anywhere. I can't go out of state. It's the laws we have here in Washington State. Once that is lifted when the freedom is allowed for things to 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 let the gates open everyone wants to run towards the masses to or towards the things they love especially music yeah 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 but uh, <laughs> communism just to fill you in i was 15 years old when uh, communism fell, fell down in 1989 i was born in 74 so uh, i was uh, old enough to understand what it uh what, what it takes, what it caused to people. Now, the ideolo- ideology of communism was actually perfect. The original yeah. ideology that everybody is, <laughs> everybody is equal, everybody gets food, everybody gets house, jobs, car. You know, it sounds good. But you know what? We, 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 are, we are human beings, you know, and there are greedy people. So yes. what really happened was that there was no middle class in communism. Right. It means there was only bunch of super rich people that they had more and then they uh, there was a there were people that they had uh, just the basic stuff you know just like a house you know or home where to stay or apartment whatever we call it flat uh, or food you know and uh, uh, we couldn't go anywhere not even church you know uh, Troy you mentioned you are Catholic I'm Catholic yes. born and raised as well you know we couldn't go to church <laughs> Seriously, yes. we couldn't go to church. It was horrible, you know. And uh, if you would say, like, uh, communism sucks, you go to ch- jail. Jail. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, and uh, if your uncle was immigrant and immigrated to yeah. West Germany or England or United States of America, they would be monitoring. Like, if, if your uncle from uh, United States would send you a letter... You know, just mm-hmm. to say, hey, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year. <laughs> Communists, bef- okay, so in America, you cannot yeah. open anybody's mail, right? In right. Communists, communist, they would actually open the letter and they would read what your uncle said. And if wow. uncle would say like, like, hey, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, smuggle you to uh, Austria or West Germany so you can escape from communism. You gone to prison. No, there was no he privacy. Was, there was no privacy when you were growing up. Never. There no, was always no privacy. Every, yeah, everything was censored. You know. So, but I have a, yeah. another question. I have another question for Melanie, if you guys don't uh, mind. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much time we have left. Uh, well, it's twenty more minutes, yeah. I think. Right, right. Yeah. Remember, Mary, what about twenty minutes before yeah, we end? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so uh, uh, Melanie. Yes. Uh, you have your solo project, right? Correct. Okay. Now, uh, so what genre, what style of music uh, would you uh, compare it to or refer to uh, as far as, uh, you know, southern rock or heavy metal or jazz, blues, you know, whatever? Well, it's definitely, it has a hint of kind of like blue, southern rock, I think Derek Trucks a little bit. Um, Derek Trucks, Almond Brothers, um, kind of, kind of thing, but then it's kind of a little more, almost like a Jack White, too, like Jack White or the White Stripes, because I, I had it as a duo for a while with me and a guitar player, and then 
we're getting together a full band when some members are in Los Angeles while me and the other person are here. So it's almost kind of like that, um, and it definitely has a nice uh, gritty undertone to it. Um, but we've been writing some really cool songs, and um, I, I, I'm looking forward to getting them recorded. Okay, very good. Uh, no, you, you, you mentioned that. Like a fall of club. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, Jack White. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you do me a huge favor, please? The, yes, what's that? <laughs> uh, I, heard, I heard you were drumming, you know, on a bunch of different videos. Mm-hmm. And you, you are awesome. Can you, teach, you. can you teach Jack uh, White's wife how to play drums? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> do, 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 do. To, 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 to all over the seven place. Ar- seven Army Nation, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Wichita. <laughs> the seven Army Nation will lead you too far. Yeah. Oh my God, that it's was great song. Over. It's a great song. It's a great stripes. Great, 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 great song. Great song. Great yeah. Song. Yeah, all over the place, all over the place. Uh, professional musician. So, so, and Melanie, not a, not a quick uh, question. So, is, yes. this, is this solo project your project, or uh, you working for, uh, or uh, is it like your creation or somebody else? That's pretty much my question. My my, my creation with um, my friends. Very so good. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like our little partnership of band because I'm I'm so used to playing for someone else or for like uh-huh. another artist i wanted to do my own thing where i can write and you know so it's now my full project exactly and that's what i was uh, trying to ask you like if it's like uh, uh as far as uh, are you happy with what you're creating uh, or to, is somebody telling you like a production company or record label or whoever other musicians you work with are they telling you like oh no no, this is no good. No, we're gonna do something else. You know, that's what happens usually. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. like, you know, Billy Gibbons, you know, will tell you like, okay, we're not gonna play uh, uh, flamenco. We're not gonna play uh, jazz. We're gonna play whatever we play. So that's pretty much. That was my question. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. in control, Melanie. You're an independent, controlled artist. You, you control your stuff your own. Yeah, because you know? we're yeah, we're well, especially with the lockdown. So let me. And the other first thing we're doing is we were just writing because we, even though Florida never actually locked down, like Florida is 100% open, mm-hmm. but but we were smart enough to not be going out and doing that. So, um, so me and him, we would just write like every weekend. We would just write more and more songs and stuff, and get you know, and get more ideas on stuff. And then we were planning on hopefully re- recording it within a month or two. Very good. Awesome. Yeah, after you record it, get me the MP3s. I'll put it on my radio show. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Well, that's always a good way to wrap up a show. Uh, so what What are the goals, I guess, for everyone? You want, you want to, everyone ask a, a, a question to us there, Melanie? Yeah, um, yeah, with the COVID situation, have you guys worked on stuff that you wouldn't normally do? Because you get more downtime, So, like, if you guys have done tried a new instrument, tried learning, um, you know, different styles or different kind of, um, different practicing methods or anything like that during the lockdown? Myself, I, I, I always love keyboard, so I, I'm definitely thinking about introducing keyboards to punk metal, which is a little bit unusual, but something I want to do, I don't know why. It's just, maybe it's just the sab- uh, Sabotage influence, the, the European influence metal bands I've been listening to, Todd and Steve Unger way too much, so I mean, I'm Becoming more of a metalhead, I guess. <laughs> That's what happens when you're locked down. You become like, I want to listen to Sabotage 24-7. It's a power wolf, you know, and brothers of metal. So you're locked down. You listen to these other bands. You're like, oh, punk's cool. But it's like you're doing something over and over again. You kind of like want to know where you started from. When I was started at nine years old, it was metal. It wasn't punk. I got in punk later on in life when I was 16 and 17. So. so I guess I got a chance to do stuff I never did before. Just get into more metal, so different types of music. Mhm. It's good. Yeah, to have free time though. You know, write and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I pretty much uh, decided to work in a recording studio for different albums and answering your question, Melanie, you know, uh, different instruments. I play six or seven different instruments, uh, the fluent. So that was a really challenge for me. I wish I could pick a violin and saxophone, but uh, <clears throat> just don't have a time for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I use uh, I use just a uh, keyboard sounds uh, uh, for uh, violin or saxophone, but uh, uh, different genres. Yes, that, that's definitely yes uh, to answer that question because, uh, like I was mentioning before, a few minutes ago, uh, that I started working on Gypsy Wonder, and which is kind of like a, a, a gypsy music meets flamenco and funk, which doesn't really make any musical sense because funk <laughs> and flamenco, you know, is like a like a black and white, you know, mm -hmm. uh, comparison. So, you know, I, I kind of like popped into different genres and yeah, I've been doing classical, uh, uh, um, uh, No Fear album is a classical flamenco, uh, uh, one of the albums I'm working on. Peter Sermon is uh, just a Peter Sermon, uh, instrumental, uh, most of the time, mainly instrumental project uh, with uh, lead guitar and uh, a lot of lead piano. And then uh, uh, I'm doing actually uh, techno album and house music, which, uh, you know, I've been doing, I, I love techno and house music. You know, it's kind of like an add-on of ecstasy heads, which oh, I never nice. tried ecstasy, but I love <laughs> the music, you know. It's just like, duh, 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 you know, not dubstep, not dubstep, uh, but, uh, you know, that kind of like a melodic uh, techno music. Yeah, and, uh, so before. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> so, and, uh, 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 yeah, so uh, different genres, Melanie, to answer your question. Awesome. Yeah, about the only thing I've been doing different is I've been working on trying to learn how to do videos. Maybe. There you go. We have photography. Do you have Alex back, Calvia? Alex back, you know, Alex back from San Circus? Yeah. He's doing videos too, you should work with him. Yeah, Honestly, so I'm trying like, to... He's, he's trying to do commercials and stuff like that, you guys should work together. Yeah. Cause he's cause really I'm, good at videos. Because we've got our, yeah. our we, we call him the photo sniper for our company. There you go. So we have photography, we've got, you know, band management, tour management, promotions, all that stuff. But the only thing yeah. we really don't have is video. So I've been kind of working on learning how to do video. Yeah, I'll, I'll PM his link to you sometime because he's always looking to do more work. Oh, awesome. Yeah. He's, he's in advertising in mode right now because he's a guitar player too, just like Peter here. So. Right. And Mary, I, videos. Mary, I have a really good videographer here in, uh, down in Orange County, Ooh, not that far from me. Yeah. And uh, I've, I, we've been working good together dear. for 15 years and oh, wow. uh, he's got really, really good reasonable prices, you know, so, and uh, he's experienced, so very good. And uh, uh, I'll send you a link to him. His name is Matt Hughes. Uh, very, very nice guy. Great, uh, actually, musician and uh, composer and also videographer. We've done tons and tons of videos live for bands and uh, also video clips in a filming studio here in a, uh, down in Orange County, I mean, in LA County, I mean, Long Beach. So, but he's uh, in Seal Beach, which is like 20 minutes from here. Nice. So, uh, 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 I'll hook you up. Uh, he's a very nice guy, very good okay. guy, very experienced. Well, I guess for closing questions for Melanie, I guess this is a great one for the videos and stuff. Are you planning on doing any videos? Are you planning on doing anything special in the future? Yeah, I'm, I mean, right now, I've been... Well, I because like me, I'm working on the technology part of it because I've 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 seen like these people putting like long these long distance videos. So like they're in their own houses and different areas, and they're putting um, videos together. So me and my friend is teaching me how to do this, but I'm doing these long distance jams with um, some really great musicians that I know in uh, Los Angeles, and some um, really cool guitar players that that I recently met in um, that that are in Sacramento. They're they're these young guys, but they can really play. Like they're really, really good um, rock blues guitar players. So I was doing doing long distance jams with them and, and making videos, um, you know, to post and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's I, I've been working on that a lot, and also I've been with a guitar player in Nashville doing the same thing. Fantastic. Hey, okay, Peter, any closing questions that you'd like to ask before we uh, we call it? Okay. Uh, well, I guess. Uh, what's the plan for Christmas? 
Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to get myself a nice leather coat and uh, go shopping. I can't go shopping where Peter goes because it's too expensive. But uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to have a different dark look soon. That's my, my new goal for Christmas and afterwards. <laughs> More face paint. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, for Christmas, well, we just found out that uh, two of our, our two grandsons are moving back from San Antonio back to Arizona, and they'll be here before Christmas. So we're excited about that. And just kind of a side note for Melanie, my uh -huh. oldest grandson is about 18 months old, and I happened to be watching some YouTube videos on my phone one night about, like, you know, three, four-year-olds on drum kits. Mm-hmm. And he was just so fascinated and would not put my phone down. And the next day, oh, wow. he's picking up newspapers and spoons and anything he can and beating on everything in the house. So we got him a Discover drum kit. And I thought it was funny. When I first handed him his drumsticks, I handed them to him backwards. And he just looked at me like, Really? And he turned around and actually held them the right way. I was kind of shocked that at 18 months, he knew how to hold drumsticks. That's funny. And he still, right. that's his favorite. He loves drums. I guess it's a, a very good the I, end, I, the beginning I, question. Yeah. I can relate to that story. Mm -hmm. My son. Oh, how did you start playing drums? <laughs> <laughs> My twin sons, they were six months old when they were holding drumsticks first time because I showed them uh, I, uh, electronic uh, drum kit in my recording studio and the sounds, uh, uh, everybody knows, you know, are much different than just acoustic drum set and they just love the sounds like when it's like boom, boom, boom with echo <laughs> and delay and stuff and they were like six months old, drumsticks awesome. were longer actually than uh, my sons, they were six months old and they could barely uh, hold off wow. and they were just like pounding on electronic drum kit. It just made these beautiful <laughs> sounds, you know, like boom, 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 boom. And they were just hooked on it since six months old. And then they started listening Slayer and Metallica, just like you said, Mary. Uh, 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 they, they started watching videos and they mm -hmm. were hooked on Slayer. And you know what? My sons, you know, when they started talking, you know, they couldn't pronounce Metallica. They would say Metaco. Metaco. Like, like. Taco? Me, That's better than Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a better name than Metallica, actually. Yeah. So I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so when, when, when they're going to form band, you know, now they're going to be nine years old in January, my sons, twin sons. So when they're going to form band, I'm going to probably name it Metaco. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna spell it, but taco, like taco, you know, uh, tacos. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, my oldest grandson, he's eight now, and he says when he gets older, he's starting a band. <laughs> and he knows that grandma works in the music industry, and at first he was like, "No, grandma, you got to be in our band." And I'm like, "No, I'll manage your band." And he's like, "Okay, grandma's the manager." <laughs> That's funny. Hey, no, the follow-up question I was trying to, to lead on. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, how did you get into, into drumming? I mean, uh, when did you get your first kit? Uh, when did you know you were going to be a drummer, I guess? Well, I, I, I switched over from clarinet. This is middle school. I switched over from clarinet to percussion, and then I wanted to be in the jazz band because, you know, playing drums or, or like something like an electric guitar and stuff and bass was just cooler than, you know, playing a clarinet. Um, not that there's anything bad with playing a clarinet, but... No, I, of course not. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I know, I know was, a good you know, friend that actually plays a clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> but I was into, like, more rock music and that kind of stuff, so I wanted to play in the jazz band, and um, my dad kind of bought me a drum kit, and then I slowly started teaching myself, and I already knew how to read music, so then I was going through, like, books and things, and... And I was off, and I was listening to listening to music too. So I was like listening to like Incubus, trying to figure out what Jose was doing, or like something like that, trying to figure out what they were doing. And then right. um, that's how I kind of started. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been awesome talking to you. Um, I guess last future plans, any plugs, uh, Melanie? Uh, anything coming up that you like to uh, announce before we uh, 
wrap and it up? Just, I guess uh, if you follow me on Instagram, just keep an eye out for, for uh, my bands, what we're, what we're going to be doing. That's awesome. Well, hopefully we can have you back again next year. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm working on a second show called The Maestros, which I think I've talked to Peter about. This will be an hour show more in depth about music theory. But <laughs> I'm really glad that we had you on Shop Talk. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Mary, any follow-ups before we uh, close it up? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. Unless anybody wants to catch my show on. Uh, I'll be on today on Outburst Radio. Uh, yes, I will be alive. <laughs> Although on our Outbreak station for December, yes. we all have new DJ names. I have. What are you doing next week? Just in case we don't get you live. Oh, I'll be What's on live, live for next week. week. Okay. Yeah, every okay. Wednesday on Outbreaks. Awesome. And I always Peter? post the link. Gotcha, gotcha, Peter. Very good. Uh, yeah, I would like to say uh, uh, thank you, thank you very much to uh, all of you guys and our listeners all over the world that we are reaching like big, big, big numbers, you know, uh, Australia, uh, Europe, Africa, Asia, uh, obviously the North America, South America, Antarctica, all seven uh, continents. So thank you, thank you very much, everybody. And I, uh, I wish you a happy new year and Merry Christmas. And uh, all the best in 2021 to everybody. I agree. Thank now, you. I say, Mary, uh, Peter, and Melly, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have this special encore pre presentation before we got Christmas going on. We might have one more show before Christmas. If not, we have New Year's show. And I, I want everyone to know that I am also very happy with everything's going on. Uh, Mary, anything last? Nope. I'm good. Just. Everybody stay safe, and we look forward uh, to seeing everybody out on tour next year. Yes. All right, <laughs> All right I'll like, close it out then. Likewise. This has been Shop Talk, and yeah. we are so grateful we had all of you today. And uh, this is episode three, and uh, there'll be more coming. All right, guys, y'all rock. Thank you. Thank you.